You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jason Beck, who covers the Tigers for MLB.com. Jason, you've you've been in off-season mode for a couple of weeks now, but um, are you watching the World Series? You got a dog in this fight? Uh, yeah, I have been watching, mainly because of the many former Tigers who seem to be populating it. Uh, it it's been interesting to watch David Price kind of fight off his postseason reputation and J.D. Martinez getting uh, you know getting a big hit the other night, and Ian Kinsler getting you know a couple wins shy of uh, what will be a long-awaited first title for him at age 36. So it's... Uh, yeah, those guys are... It's it's funny how, how big of an impact that they're having uh, all coming from that Tigers team. Yeah, and, and you've got the general manager who brought most of them to Detroit. So it's... And then he's brought a lot of them to Boston. He hasn't exactly brought the old gang together or nothing, but it, <laughs> it's been interesting as he's built that team up with some of the same philosophies he had here, how many common players you know you, you can see in between there. So now granted, Kinzer was kind of a midseason acquisition, but Martinez was obviously a targeted deal and and I think you could argue at this point that Price Song with Chris Sale has been one of the defining acquisitions of the Dombrowski era. Yeah, and another guy, obviously, who's tied to the Tigers, Brad Osmus, uh, who just got the the managerial job with the Angels taking over for Mike Sosha, which is a pretty big deal, uh, leading Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. Brad Osmus, is he the guy for that job? Yeah, you know, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I It'll be interesting to see what he does similar and what he does differently from his stint here. And I'll be curious to see what lessons he's learned, what he thinks works. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are looking at the analytics angle and trying to figure out, did the Angels hire a dinosaur, so mm-hmm. to speak, or... You know, in my opinion, I, I think he has a lot better grasp of analytics than, than he got credit for mm-hmm. in Detroit. I, I don't think a he used all that knowledge maybe quite as much as he could have or maybe wanted to, or b had the access to quite as much information on the analytics side mm-hmm. as he will now. Because I mean, when he took over. Yeah, the, the Tigers analytics department consisted of one person. It was like an old intern and it <laughs> built up as yeah. years went on. And now I think they've got like, you know, I think they might have over a dozen people now, but you know, I think, it was, I think at the most it was half that much when, uh, when Osmus was here, even, even at the end. So it's uh, he's going to have a lot of information at his disposal They'll be curious to, to see the way he tries to use it. I know, you know, they did a lot with infield shifts here. They did a lot with moving the outfielders around. But I also fully know that he was anticipating the the counter moves to the infield shifts, both in terms of, you know, hitters trying to take the ball the other way and also hitters 
trying to launch the ball over the defense and either into the seats or into the gaps. Let's talk about another guy who's tied to the Tigers, Justin Verlander, obviously um, taking the Astros, helping them win that world championship last year and then falling short this year. Uh, but he's out. He's out of the game. Um, and we, we talked about it earlier, a couple other Tigers who uh, people can root for. Do you think that Tigers fans are rooting for these guys even though they're not on the Tigers anymore? I think so. I think there's enough of appreciation for what J.D. Martinez did in Detroit over his few years here that I think people are pulling for him. I think Ian Kinsler, even though he was only here for a few years at the end, built a pretty loyal following with his style of play and, and with his approach to the leadoff spots. And, you know, even though David Price was only here basically a year, you know, the back half of one season and front half of another, you know, I, I think there are still people who pull for him because I, I think that uh, people would like to see him you know, kind of get that uh, get that stigma off his back about not being a good performer in October. So uh, I think, yeah, I think there are some people pulling for the Red Sox. I think there'll be some people looking at the irony of Dave Dombrowski winning in Boston after you know falling just short in Detroit. But I think overall, I think there there's good spirits about it. I don't know if it's the same as Verlander because these guys weren't in Detroit as long. But but I think you know, Tigers fans can, you know, build up some pretty good loyalties in, in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. And I, I like seeing these guys succeed, uh, even though it's not with the team maybe they came up with, but having the chance. And I was talking to someone about David Price this past weekend and just hearing how he figured out, uh, so he tweaked something um, and during a bullpen session, and he kind of figured out what was holding him back which is really interesting because it wasn't, you know, some, it wasn't analytical. It was, it was just probably part of his motion um, that he tweaked very slightly. And now obviously it's working. Uh, so it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, baseball has evolved so much in so many different ways, but you still can go back and, and fix something just by feeling and knowing and, and not by numbers or anything else. So I, I think that that's pretty cool. And obviously Red Sox are up. We're recording this two nothing right now. Heading to LA, uh, I don't know. I think they have a chance to win it on the road. I don't think it's going to come back to Boston, but what do I know, Jason Beck? <laughs> I'm not an expert. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, that David Price thing. It, it does bring to mind that oh, that's part of the influence. And, and granted, Jeff Jones didn't get a chance to work with him a ton. Again, it was just a year, but that's kind of harkens back to some of the ways that Jeff Jones taught pitchers here as Tiger's pitching coach. And I, I think you can see the impact he had on a lot of pitchers. You know, he's still very close with Rick Porcello, who I forgot to mention is one of the former Tigers on the roster in Boston and kind of a big part of the, uh, of the pitching staff there. You know, he kind of set, he kind of set things in motion for Porcello to become the pitcher he is. He also worked with Scherzer on being able to recognize things in game and make adjustments Porcello the same way and you know he, he's retired now well, I guess semi-retired we still see him every so often he does some consulting work for the Tigers but I mean you look around baseball between Verlander Porcello Scherzer um, you know David Price um, you know a handful of relievers out there there's still a heavy influence that, that Jeff Jones has in the game and I, I really don't think he ever got 
his due recognition for, for the work he put in here. He really was now granted I'm biased because I saw him every day and I, I saw the work he put in. I really think he was one of the more underrated pitching coaches of the last 10 to 15 years. I love that, Jason. That's good stuff. People need to hear those kinds of things. And that's, that's why, you know, you guys, you guys are who you are and you do the best work because you know, these guys more than anybody else. Um, I want to switch gears though. Really quick, um, Grayson Griner, catcher um, in the Tigers organization. He recently just suffered an injury during batting practice in the Dominican Winter League. Uh, he he had surgery on his wrist. And I'm wondering, Jason, uh, how does this affect the Tigers' plans for James McCann? Well, it's it's interesting because the Tigers have a big decision coming up with McCann. He's arbitration eligible again. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be due a, a – pay raise for, from what he made this past season, uh, you know, possibly quite a bit. And he didn't quite have the season he wanted or the Tigers wanted offensively. And, you know, the Tigers have to figure out how to handle that spot going forward. Uh, you know, he made $2.375 million this year. Um, you know, it, it, it wouldn't take much of a raise for him to get into the $3 million range. The Tigers have their catcher of the future in the system with Jake Rogers. He's in the Arizona Fall League now, but he's probably at least a year away. I'd be surprised if we saw him before late next season at the earliest. Um, So they need somebody to bridge that gap. And there's some debate, I, I think, within the organization, whether to keep McCann around, pay him the arbitration money and have him kind of bridge that gap and ease Rogers along or do they think that Griner can hold down at least the share of the job, you know, maybe bring in a, another guy as like a left-handed hitting part of the platoon or something like that. And then uh, go on. because, because Griner did impress people the way he handled pitchers and he, he hit a little bit better than expected. He, he's a huge catcher. He's like six foot six, but um, he, he, does well defensively for somebody of that big. And he fared pretty well on the pitch framing metrics. So, you know, there's some momentum there for people to, to maybe see what they might have in him, give him a shot to show what he can do. You know, at the very least, maybe maybe have a major league backup for Rodgers once he arrives. But uh, if he has a slow recovery from the surgery to remove the bone chips from his wrist, you know, that might influences some decisions here because the Tigers don't have that long into the offseason to decide whether to keep McCann or whether the non-tender him. So it'll be interesting to see how that factors in. I, I think it's I think the surgery recovery is going to play a factor, but uh, we'll see. It's it's going to be an interesting pitching market, obviously, with, with guys like Nazmani uh, Grandal potentially out there. Yeah, absolutely. I was just looking at that list um, you know, we're getting to the swing back into these podcasts. So I was looking at uh, the list of free agents for this class, and uh, you got you got a good amount of names on there. Uh, Jason, we're going to keep an eye on all this good stuff, and I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad we're doing these again. Yeah, man, awesome. Okay, well, listen, if you want to check out Jason's work, you can go to MLB.com slash Tigers. Jason is all over social media as well. Uh, and I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.